welcome to the People First Podcast, a podcast on HR for churches and ministries. I'm your host, Tim Foote, Vice President of Experience at Slingshot Group, joined today by Lewis Gallucci of Missio Benefits. Hey, everybody. And Kesson Berry, Search and Coaching Associate with Slingshot Group. Hey, guys. Great to be with you today talking about HR resources. HR is such a growing and changing area and need in churches and ministries. And because of that, an awareness of the resources out there available is crucial. Uh, but before we jump into that, I'd love, Lewis, just to tell us uh, a bit about Missio Benefits and what you do. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Missio Benefits is the new association health plan tied to Missio Nexus. Uh, and if you're not familiar with them, they're the largest evangelical Christian association in the United States. Been a long, uh, around a long time, and Missio Benefits is going to provide your average church, your average Christian school, nonprofit, access to benefits akin to what uh, a large corporation, I think Amazon or Google, would be able to provide all the technology, all the resources. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to try to change normal with this thing. It's great. Excited about that. At Slingshot, we build remarkable teams and help people love their work through staffing and coaching. Chat a little bit about that, Kessid. Sure. So I have the pleasure of working with churches around the country to help make connections for them to great staff that are out there, candidates um, that are looking for a next level church to join their team, uh, to be in a role that's going to utilize the gifts and the calling that God's placed on them. Um, and so just making that connection, helping those guys match up, guys and gals uh, with next level churches around the country, it is an absolute pleasure. Um, and then we also do uh, have a coaching division, which is working with the individuals at churches that we have relationship with um, and help those individuals for, with whatever their needs are in that, that season of their ministry, of their life, um, to help them set goals, to, to move some part of their ministry forward, and to walk alongside of them as they reach for those goals and move their ministry. Kessa, tell us a bit about your journey before Slingshot in HR at Life Church in Oklahoma, and then uh, what you took from that into the work that you do now. Awesome. So I <laughs> did not know uh, that I had a passion for recruiting and staffing. Kind of went through lots of different jobs, uh, real estate, insurance, cooking, <laughs> and eventually uh, started at, H at Life Church in the HR department as an administrator. Uh, part of my role in that was to help with the staffing efforts. And as we grew and the, the need grew, um, I recognized that the f my favorite thing about my job there was staffing and recruiting and uh, bringing in new people to the team. And so uh, eventually I was able to move into focusing on that full time, got to work with some of the best leaders that I know in the church world, uh, learned from uh, gosh, people I consider um, just amazing experts, leaders in the field of HR, staffing, church leadership, um, just kind of had a crash course really in um, that ministry and what it really means to staff a team and bring in the right staff that match the culture. HR is always changing. Why do you need to look for resources? Oh, man. Because uh, you don't know everything. <laughs> you can't know everything. Um, and it's sure enough, as soon as you finally do learn it all, uh, it's going to change. And so 
I think knowing, having at the tips of your fingers resources where you can go seek out the information that you need. Because um, I think a lot of times in HR, we get, you, you can be nervous. I'm going to do something wrong. I'm going to uh, forget about something. I'm going to miss something that's going to impact our team uh, or break some law somewhere that I don't know about. Um, and so making sure you become a student of human resource, of uh, you know compliance issues and the laws that are out there around how you can lead your team. It's interesting where I imagine we have listeners from all different types of churches and nonprofits, ministries, uh, all different sizes of staffs and budgets. Uh, at Life Church, you're a big church, understatement. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine it'd be easy to fall into the camp of not needing resources, whereas some of these smaller churches really need resources. How did that play out for you at a Life Church level? Well, we became a resource. Uh, and what I loved about my time there is that that spirit of generosity that was just ingrained in our team. If somebody called me and just wanted to pick my brain about how we did interviews, what a site visit was like for a candidate, what testing and assessments did we do with stat, like candidates before we hired them, they would call and I'd spend hours on the phone sometimes just giving it all away, all of the information that I had, um, telling them always, you know, this could be different on your organization than how we do it, but here's what we do, and this is the why behind how we do it. Um, and so I got really used to just freely sharing and giving away any information that I could that I felt would be an added uh, value to that person as they were doing research and trying to become a student of human resources or recruiting um, in their role, whether they were new to it or they were coming from a business background into a church role um, in HR to just help them, give them whatever I could that could be helpful to them. We're in a unique space, uh, those of us talking on this podcast, in that we see a lot of the resources out there because we are a resource. When you're in the church, your head is often down, you're in the trenches. What were some outside resources that you look back on your time at Life Church, church and go, man, I that was so valuable to me? Mm-hmm. Um, the big, Probably one of the biggest ones that we, we had two that we were part of um, pretty regularly. It was just part of what we did. And one of them was SHRM, which is the Society of Human Resource Management. Um, it is a great resource. It's basically the school of HR. Um, and you can do all your continuing education. If you're a member, I would recommend for that person that really for any HR professional, you know, it's, it's a great resource. Uh, and it doesn't cost a lot. Just get in, get a, to be a member and you have access to all the resources there. Um, you'll get notified if things change, um, if the laws change, if you need to pay attention to something and kind of lean in in a certain area. Um, yeah, it's, it is a great resource. And we would occasionally go to the conferences. Um, we often, you know, would split up <laughs> and go to different sessions and breakouts um, that were more focused on our areas. Um, but that was a great resource. And then we were also part of um, what then was called HR Ministry Network, uh, which was just a bunch of HR professionals in large churches. Um, we shared resources. We talked about uh, employee management systems and benefits and compensation and uh, corrective action 
termination. I mean, everything was it because it was a real protected uh, private group, and everybody could just share openly in there. So that was a really helpful resource as well. That's great, Lewis. Talk about uh, some of the resources that you see from 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 your seat. Yeah, you know, um, I think I think most of you listening, you don't actually have to look far. Um, just look. A good starting point is your own community. Um, you know, uh, there's there's like-minded people in your position uh, that would love to build community with you. And if it's not there already, um, by all means, start a group. Get HR and benefits people together. Meet monthly. Meet every other month. Whatever works. And and have community and share life's burdens and challenges and joys together. Um, but community is huge and. Uh, wise counsel is a good thing uh, when it comes to HR and benefits. I, I agree, it gets, it changes. Uh, you constantly have a new bogey you got to aim at uh, at a national level, state level, local level. I mean, uh, you know, God forbid you got employees in multiple states or multiple countries, let alone uh, there's a few moving pieces. So have community. Um, you know, within Missio Nexus, for example, th- they do that electronically, and that's just one of a bunch of groups, but they have an old, a whole uh, online HR staff. They call it their HR cohort. Um, there's an HR track at their mission leaders conference. There's all sorts of recorded materials. Uh, you know, it, we, we actually, uh, as a consulting community, bring all the faith-based people together that we can that we can and and actually have quarterly meetings. So do that type of stuff just within uh, your community. And I think that'll go a long way. Yeah, can I state the obvious too? Yes. There's this really awesome thing called Google. (laughs) And a lot of times (laughs) you can just Google it. Uh, Well, even as we sit here, uh, we're looking at things like uh, mm -hmm. smartchurchmanagement.com. We're looking at uh, church law and land, uh, sorry, church law and tax.com. Yeah, that's a great one, especially for housing allowance, how to make sure your staff understand what housing allowance is um, when it comes to their taxes. Mm -hmm. That's a big big one i think too just to to tag what you were saying there too lewis about getting groups together basically networking which is 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 going to be the best way to share uh best practices um form trusted partnerships you know we've found at slingshot kesset I'm, I'm sure you agree with this that once we work with churches or even before we work with churches we love just getting calls from churches and nonprofits and ministries just asking us questions yeah, yeah. and and asking us you know what what do we do with this we're, we're trying to bring somebody from england or australia would you believe you know how do we deal with immigration and and visas and we love answering those questions and forming friendships because that just makes any kind of future partnership that much deeper and sweeter when we've already been helping and already been talking. Yeah, anytime you can step into that seat of trusted advisor, um, just because we do have a pretty decent awareness of what's happening in the church world around the country just because of our exposure and our partnerships with the churches that we work with, um, we just learn so much from them in addition to you know, what we come with the experience that we have. Um, and so even if we may not know it, we can access the information pretty easily just using our own network. Yeah, any th- practical thoughts on how you start a networking group of uh, church HR people in your city or your area? I had, yeah, start with your city. Start with your neighbors um, and then look at churches that you admire or think 
you know, kind of want to emulate places that you see, even, even businesses in your area. I mean, all the laws apply <laughs> pretty much, uh, with a few exceptions that to the church, um, that do to any other company in your city. Um, so just know that's, that's a great, that there's tons of them out there. You know, I'm Italian, and we say food is a great unifier. So have lunch. Uh, ha- you know, get get some sandwiches, whatever you need to do, and bring some people together. Uh, you know, schedule an hour and a half and, and just send out an invite uh, to those you know, and, and people will come. I think um, community is so important. And if you're feeling it, if you don't have a community today, um, I guarantee there's others out there in your shoes that would love uh, to have that network, the support, um, uh, you know, again, wise counsel, the, the more people that get together, cause you're, everyone's dealing with stuff, uh, and, and what you go through your church, your nonprofit, your school, uh, it'll, it's, it's out there. There's similar circumstances and the solution you come up with, uh, may be something someone else really, really needs. And so it, it is, it is so important. And, um, honestly, the, the groups we've put together in, you know, Colorado Springs or Denver, or et cetera, it, it, they become friends and, and professionally they kind of follow each other through the years. It's really cool what God does with that. Yeah. And let me just ha- add a warning <laughs> of just privacy. You know, a lot of times you're in those groups and you want to share openly, um, about some issue you're having with a staff member or corrective action that needs to happen or some, uh, moral failure or like whatever the issue is. Um, be very cautious if you're new to this HR thing. <laughs> uh, hold your tongue. If you're not sure you can talk about it, don't talk about it. Um, and make sure you are protecting the privacy of the people that are on your team, um, no matter what the topic is. I, I think it's easy for HR people in organizations, ministry organizations, to isolate themselves. And it seems to be a growing uh, ministry area. You know, there's still a lot of administrators, executive pastors, associate pastors taking the work of HR. But those churches that are adding HR professionals to their staff, when I've told them about groups I know about or conferences, it's it seems to be such a relief. Uh, what are some ways that you would suggest uh, those folks on staff uh, become aware of these kinds of resources? Uh Back to Google, great starting point um, for sure. Facebook, Facebook, social social media is great. Um, you know, there there the community exists, especially in the faith based community. It is there. If if you're not, if you don't have something, talk to people, search the internet. I I, I know you'll find something. And then it's just a matter of figuring out where you're most comfortable and what you think you get the most. You know, time is valuable. So figure out what's the best bang for the buck and, and jump in and, and start somewhere. That's the main thing. Have a network and use it. Tell us a little bit, Lewis, about the HR cohort at Missio Nexus. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a virtual community. So uh, if you're in a very rural area, for example, there's not an, a lot of community around you. Um, there's a lot of online groups. The HR cohort at Missio Nexus it's, it's online, uh, it's through their Yammer platform, and it's an active group of HR benefit professionals. They post questions, there's answers, they bring in professional, uh, you know, experts on various topics, and, 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 and you know, generally network with everyone. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in that, uh, missionexus.org slash cohorts is a good place to go. That's right. 
Okay, so tell us uh, about a few more resources you know about. Yeah, so just from my time at Life Church and us being a resource, um, we figured out eventually, hey, we keep answering the same questions and spending time on the phone doing it. Let's try to document some of this um, and put it out there in a format that other churches can use it. And so if you don't know about it, there's this thing called open.church, and it's just free resources. It's everything from children's ministry curriculum, uh, HR documents, uh, intellectual property agreements, um, marketing, videos, graphics, (laughs) like life group material, um, it's all free and there's no cost to be in the group. So definitely go there, check out what they've got. If you go to, uh, oper- like there's a list, you go to operations resources and then HR, and there's a ton of documents in there you can use, um, customize, whatever. But it's a great starting point if you're just looking for something so you don't have to build it from scratch. That's great. What about some conferences that you guys know about that have specific tracks for HR professionals? Yeah, the the Mission Leaders Conference uh, is an annual event uh, Missio Nexus puts on, and uh, you know, generally anywhere from you know eight hundred to twelve hundred people from all over the country and the world will attend that. Um, and there's a dedicated HR track, so every day there's multiple HR uh, oriented topics where they're bringing in people and it's always you know what's of interest in hr changes all the time because it's very fluid as far as what ministries deal with Uh, so it's really interesting to to see uh, everyone come together and it's like oh yeah i really i'm dealing with that too or oh my gosh i'm so thankful for this you know i've not known how to deal with that particular thing for our overseas staff or for whatever Um, so we've seen a lot of fruit with that Mm, that's great. There's so many great sites like uh, ecfa.org, also Xpasta. Uh, that's definitely worth checking out. What do you know about that, Cassid? Yeah, so uh, I know Xpasta just did a tour called the Smart Money Co- uh, Workshop, and that was based on, it was all about compensation and salaries and churches. And so, um, you know, lots of executive pastors get in a room. Uh, they had some really ke- great keynote speakers. Um, is very targeted to compensation and salaries. Um, I think the next tour he was planning was around um, security and predators. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so protecting your church from predators uh, and creating a real secure, safe environment. Um, so things like that. Um, the ex pastor that was a really good one. For sure. Also, the XP seminar in Dallas coming up is a really good one for resourcing uh, HR people as well. And lots of recorded material available online. Awesome. The, uh, from, from a benefits perspective, as far as HR resources, um, you know, have a local uh, consultant or broker. That, that can help shepherd your programs if you offer benefits. Uh, have those local relationships if you don't already and lean on them. They're, they're being paid, so just make sure you're getting what you need. And um, they're really good, uh, even if they don't have the answer immediately for something, uh, they're really good at hunting down whatever it is that's benefits-related or compliance-related, et cetera. So, so lean on the local relationships in that regard. Um, you know, as far as resources, too, from a benefits, again, filter, um, 
there's a lot of complexity in administering benefits. So there's a lot of paper, HR forms, uh, you know, uh, ACA requirements, and uh, you know, leverage technology. Honestly, uh, and, and, you know, it's this. There's a misconception that oh, we're small, we can't afford uh, an admin system, or we can't afford Cobra administration, or we can't afford whatever. Fill in the blank. Um, as far as resources go, there's very affordable ways to obtain the resources that you may think uh, are unobtainable, and just do some do some due diligence. Uh, aggregation models, a wonderful way to go about that. Um, you know, if you're Life Church, <laughs> you have a budget where you're going to have a really robust Ben Admin system. It's all going to be paperless, and it's all going to be automated. It's all going to be integrated with the various vendors for healthcare, etc. Um, if you're small, uh, you may not be able to do that on your own. But if you n- unite and come together with other like-minded organizations, shoot, you'll get you'll get the same sort of resources. Uh, no question about it. So, uh, you know, look for aggregation models and ways to you know, uh, leverage the fact that you're part of a body. Mm. What about legal counsel if needed? I know Church Law Group is a good resource. Do you guys have a sense of other good resources for legal? From a benefits perspective, you know, it's interesting and and it's been a little taboo, but prepaid legal or voluntary legal services are actually an up-and-coming thing in the benefits world. Um, and we've actually gotten a lot of requests to to look at those programs from, from larger ministries that are out there. Um, it, it's, uh, it's always good to protect yourself for the what-ifs. Um, and you know, for you as, a, as an organization, it, it looks a little different, but I, I can speak as far as resources for your people. Mm. Um, having the ability for, for your employees and their families to access uh, legal services when they need them without it killing their budget <laughs> or, or making them go bankrupt, that's in, in today's culture, uh, there's more and more of that. Yeah. Sherm has some legal uh resources too. If you're a member there, you have access to those. And there are some local chapters of it uh, that you can become a member of that would provide some resources around some of the legality, you know, legal things around HR, staffing. Well, I imagine it's probably more challenging than ever to be in the uh, HR space uh, in the church world and in nonprofit ministry world. It's also the best time as it as it pertains to resources and things online, things you can read. I know First Round Capital's blog, uh, First Round Review is great. What about work rules or any other books that you guys know of? Yeah, that one. That's the one I've heard of uh, that people use a lot to go to and and learn more. That's the main one that I've heard of. Yeah. That's good. What about understanding your people? And so, you know, self-awareness is, is everything on your teams, but also understanding what makes your team tick and what makes each leader unique. What have, what have you seen people using or leaning into as far as personality profiles and, and developing teams? Yeah, I think anytime you can uh, give someone a tool that they can use to better understand themselves, um, you're going to help their self-development. Um, self-awareness is the first step in your personal development. So uh, things like Myers-Briggs, uh, Strengths Finder, Enneagrams, everybody's favorite right now, um, and tools like that. There's Discovering Insights. Um, there's a 
ton of personality tests yes. out there that you, there's almost too many. Um, but creating, maybe do a workshop with your staff and let them all take a test and then have somebody come and debrief with them on what it means and how they interact with one another based on these things that they're learning about each other. Um, it really does help reinforce that sense of teamwork and um, individual contribution and um, really working as the body of Christ, yeah. you know, and, and appreciating each other's gifts and perspectives more. It's easy to get overwhelmed with all the personality profiles out there. And that's why at Slingshot, in our uh, research and vetting process with candidates, we haven't adopted one particular tool because we know that they're unique based on the culture of the church or the organization. And so we always encourage uh, the church or organization that we're working with to use the tool that they're most familiar with and resonates most with them. Uh, I like to to look at the Enneagram as a little bit different, even though it, it seems to be really in right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's more about the filter through which we see life rather than leadership style. It's really helpful to have multiple tools, I think, that you can look through because they give you different information. And I think it's a fun team building thing yeah, to do with your people. Sure. Uh, how have you seen that play out in the local context? Yeah, I mean, just in my church, um, <laughs> we're all becoming like, total nerds when it comes to the Enneagram and go look up some Instagram uh, things to follow with Enneagram. There's some funny stuff out there. Um, but just helping our staff um, understand each other because a lot of times we're working towards a mission and vision, right? Um, but the way we go about doing that as individuals can often be very different and very polarizing. And if we don't understand um, what is motivating the person that we're working with when it comes to going after that mission vision, um, we can really get sideways and spend a lot of energy in a way that's not fruitful or helpful for our team. And so knowing things about your team members, um, say somebody on Enneagram is a two, a helper, and another person is an eight, um, which is the challenger. challenger. <laughs> They're probably not always going to have the same method for uh, going after the mission and vision of the church. They may do it very differently, but they both are very valuable in how your church moves forward, how your organization is successful, and how your team works together. Um, I think it is a really great representation of um, the body of Christ yeah. and how you know not everyone is an eyeball. Yeah. Not everyone is a hand, and we're all supposed to work together as one body. Um, to serve and glorify God. And so that's what I love about it. It's kind of really being able to hone in and recognize who's on your team. One thing I'll add to, it's interesting, um, you know, as people get to know themselves and, uh, you know, you as HR leaders get to know them through surveys or feedback, um, as it relates to HR and benefits, um, just one thing we've seen is you often, especially with benefits, uh, is you'll only hear the bad stuff. Um, so you're like, this is too expensive, or there's not enough in-network providers, or our deductible is horrible. You'll get that type of feedback. Um, but, but that's not necessarily what's, what defines your program. So it's really, really important to get a diverse perspective. If you hear nothing in benefits, that usually means you're, you're rocking it. Nothing is usually really, really, really good as far as feedback. Um, but I, I think that's something that, especially if you're new to HR, can be 
uh, it's almost like, oh my gosh, like what are we doing? This is horrible. And everything's on fire. Don't, yeah, everything's on fire. <laughs> Benefits is a little bit that way. It's 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 not a perfect system, especially in the U.S. So just know that too. If you are new, um, just just take your time. Don't overreact to any feedback you're getting, um, and you'll learn your culture uh, quickly and and what you really need to listen to and what's just you know good feedback. Yeah, I think it's working out what's gonna work for your organization mm -hmm. and what's uniquely the right fit and so it's it's making sure you look at lots of different things it's it's like circling back to the personality profiles you know we've found especially working in the creative space when we've been looking for leaders that that uh, tests like the caliper don't work well with creative people uh, sometimes Berkman doesn't work as well and so it's working out okay we don't need to use the same thing for everything I'm sure it's like that with benefits uh, you've got to work out what's uniquely going to fit your organization organization. Kessa, talk uh, for a moment about develop.me and how that played out at LifeChurch. Yeah, so that's the uh, employee review, you know, annual reviews. Hopefully you're having them on your team uh, where you really do evaluate and assess where that team member is in their own development and, um, you know, are they fully functioning on your team? Are they exceeding expectations? Are they outstanding? Do they need improvement? Um, is really figuring out um, where they're at and doing an assessment so that you know how to develop them moving forward and they know um, where they need to work harder. And so um, develop.me is a tool that LifeChurch designed um, and it is free. If you wanna use it, you can use it for your team and it's all value-based. So say some of your core values are excellence, trustworthiness, communication, you know, team values. Um, it basically has a sliding scale where I as, my, I, I as the employee rate myself and then my leader rates me and then we have a great conversation about it and then we set goals for the next year or the quarter. Um, so it's very much a value-based uh, performance management system and it's really great. Um, you can use it to tie compensation to performance. Um, you can use it to just have a checkpoint for leaders to talk to the people that report to them and make sure that everybody's on the same page about what their job description is and what their development plan looks like. Mm. It, development is everything. I'm sure you guys have, have, have heard the story of the two exec leaders, one said to the other, uh, what if we invest in our staff and they leave? And the other one responded, what if we don't invest in them and they stay? <laughs> and so it's it's how are we continuing to to develop our staff that they, that they grow? And we don't have to be looking for new roles in you know a year's time or 18 months time. We always say at Slingshot, we would much rather coach a leader to break through and succeed rather than search for staff. Uh, fact is we're always gonna be searching for staff. It's just God's economy and it, there continues to be shifts and changes. That's why I think we're excited about improv leadership coaching at, at Slingshot and how that, that uh, helps churches develop people so that they stay. And it, 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 you know, it, it's like when we go to a third world country, we want to teach people how to, uh, to, to, to provide resources for themselves than just help them. And so it's, it's asking great questions. It's, you know, on our Slingshot Instagram where we put out uh, improv leadership questions to ask staff to unlock development, things like that. What are some other resources for developing staff and investing in staff that you guys know about that are helpful? 
so there's an employee engagement assessment out there called the Gallup 12 question survey. Um, if you need to know if your, if your staff is healthy, if they're engaged, if they feel like they have the tools that they need to do their job, if they feel like someone's invested in their development, if they feel like they've received praise in the last seven days. It just has a list of 12 questions. Um, it's been tested, uh, gosh, companies all over the country and probably the world use this. There's tons of data behind it, why the questions are worded the way that they're worded. And you can really do kind of a, a self-diagnosis of um, where are the hot spots on our team? Is there a trend in a certain area of min the ministry that's under one person's leadership? Can we look at that a little more intensely? Um, it just really does highlight some of the areas that maybe you're not doing great in um, as a team, as leadership, and uh, give you really low-hanging fruit um, to set some goals, to take some action on the information that your staff provide. I mean, it's a survey, so if you're going to ask your staff for some real feedback, uh, you've got to be prepared to do something with it. Otherwise, you know, you go ask them all these questions, they give it to you, um, give you some answers, give you some real feedback, and you, uh, you know, the worst thing you can do is, one, punish them for it, uh, and two, do nothing um, with it. So I think that's a great tool if you're ready to do that. Um, it's something that I've used with uh, different church clients in the past to just figure out where they're at. And a lot of times for us in search, it's really helpful to know before we place somebody uh, at a church is that they are actually healthy, um, that people enjoy working there, that it's a, a place where they feel that someone's invested in their development and that they can do what they do best every day. Yeah, that's right. As we talk about uh, resources for, for HR, it's sometimes easy to forget in the busyness of it all that uh, HR is a resource for others. Uh, so in all the busyness, how do we find a way to make ourselves available to those people we lead? Talk a little bit about that. Cassie. You're not going to have to try. <laughs> they, uh, well, it maybe depends on who it is. But, uh, oh my goodness, our office, it just, we had an open door policy and we were never by ourselves in there. <laughs> in our office, someone was always there asking a question, wanting advice, um, seeking out our counsel. And so I think if you're doing things right, um, they're going to come to you. Uh, build trust with your team. Let them know that you love them. I mean, I think that's one of the most important things um, in an HR professional, uh, someone on staff that maybe HR is just part of their job description. Make sure that whoever that person is, um, if that person is you, <laughs> that you are loving the people on your team and that you're doing your best to love them well. Um, that doesn't always mean, you know, giving them whatever they want with their benefits, no matter what it costs the church. It doesn't always mean, it doesn't mean... Um, Is that not okay? <laughs> we're going to give this person a 20% raise so they don't leave. It doesn't mean, yeah, they've, they're totally failing in their job, but we love them, so we're going to keep them in it. It does not mean that. It means that um, you love people and you love them well, and uh, ultimately... You, those are the people that are making ministry happen in your organization. Yeah, and, and I think it's so important. I mean, you are a resource to your people, and um, we see it all the time when you're, when you're 
when mission and vision, when the kingdom is driving you and you're an employee, and especially if it's an office employee, we see it and it happens where they they push themselves and push and push and it's, and and it, and compromises start to happen because it's for the kingdom it's it's for the greater good and you know they'll work really long hours like for a long for months after months after months and uh you're a resource uh, if you start to see that type of stuff you know say hi to people ask them how they're doing ask them yeah the, marriages you know get suffer because of that stuff and it's all very well intended in ministry space but it happens for sure so make sure uh, the drive for to to expand the kingdom and and to you know fulfill your mission and vision isn't at the sacrifice of other things that are really really important uh, for your for your employees and their family. Mm. It's interesting when we find ourselves on site at a church, everybody wants to talk, <laughs> and I think that's because it's a it's a fresh voice from the outside. Uh, you know whether we're coming in a coaching capacity. Uh, into a church or a nonprofit or any kind of ministry. I'm sure you see this too, Lewis, when you even come in and talk about the benefit side. It, the conversation moves quickly to all kinds of other things. I think it's helpful for uh, HR folks in churches to have people and in ministries to have people coming from the outside to give them fresh perspective of what we hear and what we see because it's not our own living room. I think that's always a great resource. But as we wrap, wrap up, what are some final thoughts from you guys about re resources for HR? I wanted to come back around to something you said, anti and what you just said, Lewis. Um, but Tim, you were talking about um, that fear of if we what if we develop them and then they leave us. Um, you know, I feel like there's been a shift in the church of generosity. We're more generous with our resources. We're more generous with our information. We're willing to write a book and just give it away. We're willing to um, share our, you know, our own songs that our team has written out there for anybody that wants it. Um, but the one thing I haven't seen a huge shift in is the generosity with the resource of staff. And so I feel like if more churches can get better at holding them loosely, um, developing them and realizing that this there's this thing called the big C church, <laughs> and you may not be developing that person for a long-term time on your team. God may call them somewhere else and you get to launch them versus losing them. And so I just feel like there needs to be more of a shift in general, um, with staff. Yes, you are investing in them. Yes, it is something you want ROI <laughs> on your investment. Um, but ultimately, we're here for kingdom purpose, and it's eternal, and, and we're part of a much bigger church than just our organization. And if you can shift your mindset a little bit to think about it that way, it changes that scarcity mentality that you may be living in when it comes to the team. Um, and those individuals and what you know what you're willing to let them do and grow in and become experts in because they might go somewhere else to mm. do it it's about how you steward your resources yeah, yeah it's yeah. so good and and, I, and I, I agree completely i mean as an hr benefits professional if you're if that if that fits you and most of you listening to this that that's you you have the great privilege of investing in people and making them shine for whatever their calling is. And if that's to stick it, uh, stick in and have a 20-year run at your ministry, awesome. And you get to pour into them for that amount of time and have an impact on 
their ability to to bring the kingdom you know, to in a manifest way and within your ministry. And if it's just to set them on a path where they get to go into whatever God's calling them to, that's your great honor. Um, there's no right or wrong answer to that. Um, and so HR is stewarding the people that bring the kingdom to life practically yeah. within your ministry and within whatever's next for them. So uh, what an awesome role to play. And what a, what a gift that, that you're in that spot. It, it really is a special thing. Mm. The resources you need are out there. Pick up the phone, network, Google, whatever you need to do, but they are out there. Mm-hmm. And remember, don't be a Toby. Put people first. Thanks for listening.